Welcome to California Now, a podcast produced by Visit California. I'm Saturius Johnson. California is an unparalleled place to go out to eat. And if you want to get to know a cuisine or a neighborhood better, food tours are an amazing way to do so. This episode, we'll check out three separate tour companies, starting in San Francisco, where Avital Angar of Avital Tours shows us around the North Beach dining scene. And they boast the oldest pizza oven on the West Coast from 1935. It's an absolute gem. After that, Sally Tianco of Six Taste Food Tours brings us highlights from downtown Los Angeles and Santa Monica. They'll put jack cheese, refried beans, chicharron, which is pork, they could put carne asada. Oh my gosh, it's like this cheesy heaven in your mouth. Oh man. And Bianca Beal of So Diego Tours takes us on her tequila, tacos, and tombstones tour, delivering a rich sampling of San Diego food and history. That's all coming up on California Now. The food tour scene is burgeoning, and it's easy to see why. For a few hours, an expert storyteller shows you all the best places to eat and tells you what's tasty and also gives you a bit of history or background along the way. Here to shine a light on how food tours first took off and give us an overview of one of her favorites in San Francisco's North Beach neighborhood is Avital Ungar, founder and owner of Avital Tours. Welcome to California Now, Avital. Thank you so much for having me, Satirius. So, you know, food tours are everywhere these days. How did this phenomenon get started? Yeah, well, I wish I could say I invented it, but I didn't. I, I'm not <laughs> the inventor of the food tour. Um, in fact, I, I do like to think of sort of uh, Todd over in New York as one of the grandfathers of the food tour industry. Uh, this was back uh, even before, prior to the early the 2000s, where he put an ad in a newspaper, believe it or not. This is how you discovered food tours and said, hey, <laughs> I'm going to take some people around who's in, who's interested. Um, but, you know, obviously, uh, food is a, is a massive way that people come together, that brings people together. So food tourism sort of took off. And I, I can't say exactly it was just Todd, you know, in the industry, but I would say uh, I really credit sort of him and look to him as one of the one of the grandfathers of the industry. That's pretty amazing. You actually put an, an ad in a newspaper. It wasn't even like an online thing. Right. I know. I mean, <laughs> I mean, think about the ways that, you know, discovery has changed over the years. <laughs> now, it's worth noting that food tours vary widely in their approaches. Um, yes. Tell us about yours. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, I started my company 10 years ago in San Francisco. And, um, you know, I had lived uh, in, in Shanghai and in Paris. And it, it's those moments where you feel like you're a local, right? Um, you go to the local bar or and, and get to know the bartender, or you're sitting at a cafe in Paris drinking a noisette and getting to know the local people. And it's those types of experiences that I wanted to bring back to my hometown in San Francisco is I wanted to feel like a local. I said, well, you know what? How often do locals pass by a mural and not know the story of this mural? Or how often do they go to a restaurant and not know the story of that restaurant and uh, and that restaurant owner and where this food comes from and their inspiration. And so I actually took this, you know, food tour model, which had been built for, for tourists. And I said, hey, can I flip it on its head and start building something for locals? Um, and when you build for locals, 
you're building for the toughest audience because they know if you're taking them to great restaurants. And so (laughs) my model is very specific, um, is a four course progressive meal where you go to, you know, four different restaurants in three hours. You start with two appetizers at the first two restaurants, and then you go to the next restaurant for an entree, and then you follow it up uh, with the next restaurant for dessert to wrap up a full complete meal. So tell me a little bit about the thought process when you're designing a food tour. I mean, it seems like part of it has to be, you know, wanting to intrigue people with something surprising. Absolutely. I mean, I'm really looking at both the history of the neighborhood. You know, is this dish invented in the neighborhood? Is it iconic uh, to this city or to this neighborhood? And is it iconic or is it is it unique to this restaurant? So when I'm curating an experience and, and working with restaurants, I'm asking myself, why is this restaurant and this place unique and there's no other place like in the world? Right. And you mentioned that you design these tours you know, with locals in mind primarily, but I'm guessing that some tourists must join in too. Absolutely, right? So so I think, you know, if locals have the, are going to have the really high standards, and so when you're building for, for locals, the travelers that want that local experience are also going to come along, and they're going to have an even better time. So yes, absolutely, I believe that um, this is a phenomenal thing to do food tours when you're traveling. It's, it's going to give you a way to taste and experience the neighborhood through your belly and through your eyes. Right. And as a tourist, you know, uh, being in a group with a bunch of locals, that even gives you like even that even a deeper kind of locals experience, uh, you know, spending an afternoon or an evening and, you know, a meal with them. Right. I mean, you know, for me, I think of food tours as um, a way to bring people together. Uh, One of my core values of my company is create community. And I really do feel like, uh, you know, my goal is that you want to, after spending three hours with my guide, you still want to take them out for a drink. You didn't get enough or you want to go out for drinks with the other guests who you met on your, on your, on your food tour. So to me, it's really about bringing people together and food is the one way to do that. So I, I completely agree with you. Over time, I'm, I'm sure you're building connections with the restaurants that you take people to. Tell us a little bit about that. Like, how do you cultivate relationships with these restaurant owners? Well, I eat a lot, Satirius. Um, <laughs> I, I like to joke. Um, I, it's, I go out to eat and call it research. So you know, it, it's not a, it's not the worst job in the world. In fact, I think it's it's really one of the very best, and I and I, I absolutely love it. But uh, but I do. I eat out at a, a lot of restaurants. I do a lot of research. So you know, I'll read about a new restaurant that opens, and then I'll go eat there, and then I'll get to know the people. But you know, when I first started my business ten years ago, I was hanging out in the Mission District. It was you know. It's a vibrant neighborhood. It was where all the young chefs were hanging out. It was a, it was an area um, with feel full of murals and 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 vibrancy, and it was sort of you know a very up and coming neighborhood. It wasn't the iconic destination, the Mission District that it is today. But you know, it, 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 in that sense, these were friends of mine. These were people. I said, I well, how come nobody's telling me stories? These are where I'm hanging out. That's where my friends are hanging out. But yet. Tourists were not venturing to the Mission District at the time. Uh, And so how do you get people off the beaten path to really where that best food is and really where there's such a vibrant Latin, uh, you know, history and and stories and diversity of young chefs who are trying innovative concepts? So, uh, yeah, for me, it's about the stories. I would approach the restaurants. Um, You know, sometimes restaurants approach us. But, you know, in general, I would say um, I really curate 
and choose the restaurants that I want to be on our experience because I want to take you to the best restaurants. And the, the reason to go with the food tour is they have that relationship. You know, I walk into a restaurant and that table is already reserved and it's already set and your food is already ordered and it's going to come out. The drinks are going to come out within, you know, three to five minutes of you sitting there. Then your food is going to come out. It's carefully curated. And then you don't even have to worry about the check or the bill or look at a menu or anything. You just get to sit there, enjoy, talk to everybody, get up, go to the next restaurant where the table is reserved for you already. So again, you know, if you were doing it yourself, it'd be pretty difficult to do in that amount of time uh, if you were trying to organize it without those relationships. Right, right. So I see online that you have a, a few different San Francisco tours, including one in North Beach. Um, let's focus on that oh, one yeah. for a minute. Yeah. For someone who's never been, could you just kind of describe the North Beach neighborhood? Oh, I love North Beach. Um, and it's and it just, it's so alive. Um, it's just, it's just so alive. Um, it's San Francisco's version of Italy, right? It's, it's definitely not Italy. I love Italy. You can go <laughs> to Italy. Um, but this is San Francisco's version. It's, it's, it's dishes that are iconic and, and uniquely San Francisco Italian, right? Um, so you walk through, it's, you know, it's streets that you'll, you might hear music, uh, with outdoor musicians. Uh, now, you know, there's lots of parklets. It's just parklet after parklet and you can dine outdoors and people walking around. They'll even close some streets now, you know, and there's, and there's still, Italians. We work with restaurants uh, who, you know, where where they talk about, you know, where they grew up in Italy. Or uh, one of our restaurant owners will talk about how um, he was an altar boy for the Pope before coming to to America uh, and then owning this restaurant. Or you know, a, another uh, who sat and 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 would serve cappuccinos to Francis Ford Coppola as he was writing the script of The Godfather. <laughs> so, you know, it, it really still has that Italian feel and that neighborhood. And again, um, you know, abuts right next to uh, Chinatown in San Francisco. So you do see sort of that that melding between the, the Chinese and the Italians uh, in the neighborhood. And it, it's just absolutely delightful. Lots of vibrancy, lots of noises and great smells. Mm, exactly. So what's the big idea behind the North Beach food tour? Like, where do you start? Where do you take people? Yeah. So first of all, we start in Washington Square Park, which is an iconic meeting location, and, and, and very central. Then we head to our first restaurant. And our first restaurant is Soto Mare, which is a, a seafood restaurant. And the dish that we taste there is a tomato-based seafood stew called the chipino. And this is a dish that was invented by the Italian uh, fishermen, the Italian-American fishermen in San Francisco. Oh, that's interesting. So you actually have like a San Franciscan, Italian, unique dish that you, that you let people experience. Absolutely. We start them, start them off strong right off the bat. <laughs> uh, where to next? Um, so from there, we head over to Barbara, which is a Roman pizzeria and Roman restaurant from uh, Francesco, who is an iconic restaurateur in North Beach. And there we are sampling a suppli al telefono, which is essentially the Roman version of an arancini. So it's a fried risotto ball, but this has a uh, melty mozzarella center. And it is paired there with an Aperol spritz for the people who are going to be drinking alcohol on our tour. So what is this uh, Aperol spritz? What is that? An Aperol spritz is, a, uh, is an Italian 
sort of uh, aperitif. I like to think of it. It's it's delightfully light and bubbly. Uh, it's with Aperol uh, and then it has a little bit of the spritz. It's quite a simple cocktail, but it's absolutely uh, delightful. And it's something that I, I, you know, imagine drinking at three in the afternoon, sitting out in, in Italy. Well, that sounds like a really nice aperitif, kind of the open your appetite with. So where, where do we go next? After our two appetizer stops, we head to our entree stop. And this is a family neighborhood gem. It's called Tomasso's. In fact, People Magazine said it was one of the top three pizza restaurants in the country. And uh, and they, they've held awards after awards after awards. And it's from the Croce family. And they boast the oldest pizza oven on the West Coast from 1935. It's an absolute gem. And, uh, and they don't take reservations, but they'll take reservations for us because I have a great relationship with the owners. And oftentimes, you know, Anna will come out and Agostino and Carmen and, uh, and, and, and their family's always there working. And, and it's really just an absolute delight. There we serve the spinach parmesan pizza in addition to a slice of their pepperoni pizza which they fly their pepperonis in from italy and then uh and then it's also paired with their private label uh syrah Mm, that sounds delicious so so what's the vibe like there i mean you say it's very old school Oh, yeah. I mean, this is, there's a great story here. In fact, um, they had uh, an artist uh, that they showed pictures and postcards from Italy of the Amalfi Coast. And this artist, uh, they, you know, started painting on the wall. So it has these beautiful murals of the Amalfi Coast. And do you know how that artist got paid? With pizza, maybe? <laughs> Spaghetti and meatballs. Oh, You're right. Great. With food. Absolutely. <laughs> with food. Um, you nailed it, Satirius. It, with food. I, I think of no better way to, to, to have, you know, just these, t- these little booths. In fact, it's one of my favorite date spots in San Francisco because they have booths that hit the individual, set up for individual tables of two and four, and then a long family table that runs through the middle with this just gorgeous covered in murals uh, surrounded by, uh, surrounding you. Yeah, you know, it's really nice that you you know you have these relationships with the restaurateurs and that they come out and they talk to the people, you know, in your group. You know, Agostino can talk at length about, you know, the 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 Coppola family and and how they'll shut down the restaurant for for Francis's birthday party um or, you know, how you can sit at the fam- how he'll tell you about the family table which is the best table in the house, he says, because it's closest to the kitchen and closest to the bathroom. (laughs) That's great. Okay, where are we going next? So from there, we're heading to dessert uh, at Lush Gelato, which is um, Federico uh, Mertag's. It's his gelato shop. Uh, he's using all organic ingredients. Uh, and we do typically rotate the flavors there with their seasons, and we'll serve two seasonal flavors of gelato. Mm. And so whatever the, the whatever's in season is what you're ordering. They're, they're really um, innovative in their flavors and, you know, they get their strawberries from Urena Farms. So, like, you actually know where their ingredients are coming from. Mm, that's so great. And, the, and the, you know, again, being in California, you, you know, the restaurateurs have and the chefs have such uh, great access to amazing produce. So, you know, when they when you're making your own gelato from these fresh strawberries that are coming just down the road, you can't really beat that. And that's why I say it's California has the abundance and that's where you're getting California's take on Italian cuisine. So Avital, last thing before we let you go, for people who aren't sure a food tour is for them, maybe they're worried it might be uncomfortable or something, what do you want them to know? 
Oh, a food tour can be for everyone. It is a great way to go deep into a neighborhood and to do it efficiently with an expert guide, somebody who really knows the neighborhood, who has those relationships. I mean, what a better way to spend three hours getting to know somebody or two hours um, just exploring. I can't imagine a better way. Exactly. No, it sounds perfect. Um, before we go, is there anything else you want people to know? Uh, we, we recommend booking direct with small businesses. One, you're going to get better service directly through the company. You're going to get better, um, a better experience and a relationship with them uh, rather than you know trying to get communications through t- playing telephone with third parties. So I always think that that's the best way you know to really support the small business so that they're not paying you know commissions out. They're really like being able to to give you the best value direct to the consumer. All right, good to know, Avital. This has really been great. Thank you so much for joining us on California Now. Thanks for having me. Avital Ungar runs Avital Tours online at avitaltours.com. As always, we'll have links to all the places we talked about on today's episode and lots more on our website, visitcalifornia.com slash podcast. This is California Now. Hey, everybody. Satirius Johnson here. If you liked my interview with Avital just now, there's plenty more like it in our archives. We've talked to quite a few of the people who make up California's world-class food scene, chefs like Curtis Stone, who you might recognize from Top Chef Masters, and Tanya Holland of Brown Sugar Kitchen. We also had a great conversation with Kyle and Katina Connaughton of Single Thread, proud owners of three Michelin stars. The best way to access all of this great content is by subscribing to California Now using whatever podcast platform you like best. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, we're pretty much everywhere. You'll find more than 40 hours of travel advice and information on every travel topic imaginable. Check it out, and thanks for listening. My next guest is a passionate L.A. native who sees food tours as a fantastic way to introduce folks, including many locals, to the many culinary gems hidden in plain sight. Sally Tianko runs Six Taste Food Tours and is here to highlight some top spots in both downtown Los Angeles and Santa Monica. Welcome to California Now, Sally. Oh, thank you, Satirius, for having me. I'm so excited. And we are, too. We're excited to have you. So, So start us off with what you love about being in the food tour business. Obviously, the food. I wish I could bring (laughs) some and feed you guys all right now. I mean, that's the whole experience. Um, I grew up with amazing food. Both my parents cook and they were immigrants from Vietnam that came to America. And food is just something that they knew would just unite families no matter where you come from. And so food has been like the center of of our home. And we wanted to kind of highlight that on our food tours because LA is such a melting pot of so many amazing cultural cuisines here. Mm, interesting. Okay. So, I, you know, I hear a lot of locals go on your tours. Am I getting that right? Yes. Which is so amazing. We get over 85% locals, a lot of companies, a lot of Uh, families and friends who are celebrating a a special occasion, they'll select our food tour as a way to celebrate or just to do something on the weekend. You know, I I feel like that says something great about what you're doing, that you're able to help even the people who live nearby discover something new. Oh, for sure. A lot of people who live in LA, I'm a, you know, I'm a diehard Valley girl. They they call me Sally (laughs) from the Valley. I love 
being an LA native, but so many people are so comfortable staying in their little, you know, small neighborhood. They don't venture out. So they call it tourists in your own city. And that's what we love. Mm, mm -hmm. Okay, Sally from the Valley. I mean, we're going to focus on your downtown LA and Santa Monica tours in a moment. But can you first give us kind of a, a, a sense of the full breadth of your operation? I mean, your tour guides are all over the county, right? So yeah, so the coolest thing about our team, it's a very small group of tour guides. I am also a tour guide. So uh, I love running tours myself. Uh, but our tour guides are passionate LA natives, or they've lived here most of their lives. And they have a specialty in their particular neighborhood. So we'll have like our San Gabriel Valley Chinatown tour guide, Willa. She's born and raised in the, they call it SGV. So she'll take you around her neighborhood. Same with our Koreatown tour guide, Nancy, uh, LA native, but her, her family raised her in Koreatown. Right, right. Okay, so let's drill down on downtown. What can I expect when I sign up for that tour? And where do we start? Of course. So you would typically meet at Angel's Flight, which is a historic orange funicular in downtown LA. And we walk across the street into LA's oldest public open air market called Grand Central Market that's been there since 1917. And inside there's just such incredible cultural vibe in there with some mom and pop shops that have been there since the 50s. You have celebrity chefs inside that, you know, chefs that have been on TV or Top Chef. Um, I mean, it's just a bustling community inside Grand Central Market. So we walk us through and talk about the market. And we typically visit two stalls inside. Uh, we can pretty much travel around the world in one little place. So on our tour, we could fly to El Salvador and visit a family there that makes their incredible pupusas. And we can also then fly over to Thailand and have a Thai family there making some of their amazing Thai street food. That's really great. So you get to you got kind of get this global international cuisine from all over the world right in this one little spot. And you're also meeting the people and the families who are behind the businesses. Uh, talk a little bit about about that kind of human connection. Oh man, it's you know, we've known these families for over 10 years. They're like our family, like uh, Paul Jr., Paul Senor from Seritas Papuceria. They are just such an amazing family that accommodates our tour groups, even when they have lines like all around Grand Central Market waiting for the pupusa. They were featured on Food Network's Best Thing I Ever Ate. So a lot of mm. people do want to come and try out their pupusas, but they'll stop and they'll be like, okay, Sally's here. Six Ace is here. We got to we got to get their pupusas ready. So it's just such a <laughs> it's such a cool little connection we have with the families and they, they really love us. We celebrate the holidays and you know give our gifts to each other. So yeah, that's that's the kind of relationship we have with our vendors. Right. And their specialty are the are the pupusas. Can you can you describe what that is for people who've never had one before? It's basically corn masa or like this dough that they make. They flatten it out and you see the the ladies there at Saritas making it. So it's such a great visual to see. Then they'll put jack cheese, refried beans, chicharron, which is pork. They could put carne asada. They could put whatever they want. You can order it to your liking. And then they close it up like a big dumpling almost. They flatten mm -hmm. it and put it on the grill. 
and it's delicious. Oh my gosh, it's like this cheesy heaven in your mouth. <laughs> oh man. Are, are there any kind of can't miss crowd pleasers on this tour? I mean, what do you make sure guests always get a chance to try? Okay, so I love Thai food. So when I met Sticky Rice and their family there, uh, David and just all the all the amazing workers there, it's all about street food. And my kids love their gaiyang. Gaiyang is barbecue chicken. And we always tell people when you go to a Thai restaurant, no one's thinking, I'm going to order barbecue chicken at a Thai <laughs> restaurant. So we want to highlight that their gaiyang is probably the best I've ever had. And it's basically marinated overnight. And they grill it and you eat with your hands. So that's mm. kind of the fun part about this. They they put it on sticky rice. So that's why the stall is called sticky rice. All right. So where else do you go on the downtown LA tour? So after we stuff you with those two stops, we walk a bit and kind of talk about the theater district on our Broadway. And we find that little hidden Italian restaurant that's just around the corner. It's tucked away behind bushes. There's beautiful <laughs> hanging lights and they make all of their pastas in-house by hand. And there's this kitchen where you see the chefs at work, which is so incredible. Mm. And uh, and what do you, what do you uh, definitely have people taste there? It's called the Agnolori di Osobuco. Mm. And I just tell them it's this melt in your mouth, osobuco meat inside an agnolotti, which is like a tortelloni pasta with their house made spinach salsa verde. And everyone just says, oh, and I, you know, it's been featured in LA Times. It's the dish to try there. I'm already salivating from your description. So See? Um, there yeah. you go. <laughs> All right. So where are we going next? We're in LA, so we got to eat tacos. <laughs> so for sure, we highlight some incredible tacos. Um, there's actually quite a bit of options in downtown LA. Sometimes we pick and choose, but we do have one of our loyal restaurants that offer Mexico City style tacos. So it's all about the braise. So they've mm. been braising their meats for like hours. Sometimes they say overnight and it's just so juicy and tender and they just slap it right onto their house-made corn tortilla that they make fresh and they actually mill from their own corn. So amazing. it's pretty amazing. Okay, where are we going next? Okay, so after the tacos, we then have dessert. Uh, and oh. it's sometimes we visit two dessert places because everyone always says there's room for dessert. Like you have a separate stomach. Have you heard of that? Yeah. Always room for dessert. Yeah. So we visit a gelateria. So Uli's gelato is just such a hidden gem. Makes some of the best gelato in town. And it's all natural from farmer's market ingredients. So we go there where guests can pick and taste a few gelato flavors, and then they get a nice scoop to kind of end our tour. That's a really great way to kind of, you know, top off the tour. Yes, yes. <laughs> All right, well, let's turn now to your Santa Monica tour. What's special about that one? So Santa Monica, we typically meet at the main library. The first stop is typically this Italian restaurant from a Michelin-starred chef. So mm. we start really high. We tell people, <laughs> get ready. We're going to already carbo load you with some amazing <laughs> pasta. 
That's right. Your palate is clean. We're starting <laughs> at the top. Yes. <laughs> what are some of the dishes uh, that they that people taste there? So at Cola Pasta, it's Chef Stefano. He is one of the most passionate chefs we know who loves putting out these hand, you know, his handmade pasta. He shops at the local Santa Monica farmers market. Everyone will get two pastas typically there. It's his either they call it calamarata, which looks like little calamari rings, but it's mm-hmm. pasta oh. with his house-made tomato sauce with stracciatella cheese, oregano, and then he finishes it off with his signature beet ravioli. It's been listed as one of the best dishes of LA back in 2019 when they first opened. And that was an LA Times issue. That is so great. So so you so people are really kind of sampling some of the best that uh that Santa Monica has to offer. Exactly. Okay, what's one of one of the other stops on the tour? Okay, so after the pasta, we'll walk, then we visit your old king's head, which is so cool that it's tucked away in Santa Monica. Many people don't know that Santa Monica is sometimes dubbed Little Britain. And <laughs> I went to school next to Santa Monica and I noticed British pubs kind of sprinkled throughout. I'm like, I was wondering about that too. But yeah, in the 70s, just a huge influx of British expats came and they never wanted to leave. And so they That's had to put up. Yeah, right. So they had to put up the pubs, the bakeries, the tea houses. All of that in Santa Monica. Huh. That's great. And they brought some of their, I guess you got fish and chips there. What do you get? So we actually get their baked specialties, their meat pies. So you can either uh, sample their veggie curry pie, their Cornish pasty with ground beef and potatoes, and they bake it all fresh in their bakery that's kind of tucked away behind the gift shop. So, so many people go on our tour. They're like, uh, we've drank here at the pub before, um, <laughs> or we've watched a soccer game. We've never knew that there was this bakery tucked in the back of this gift shop. Huh, that's funny. So, uh, yeah, so again, locals learning something new about something in their backyard. Exactly. All right, so where else are we going? Okay, so after the Old King's Head, we'll walk towards Ocean Boulevard and just get to take a take in the views of the beach, the ocean, and get closer to the pier. So we talk about the Santa Monica Pier. We'll also talk about a historic hotel called the Georgian and and visit the speakeasy there. And after that, we'll have a little picnic. I'm all about picnics, by the way. I mean, mm. how about you? Oh, yeah. No, I love it. And the weather usually cooperates, right? So why not? Exactly. So we actually take them to this hidden park tucked away in Santa Monica that's actually named after the first inhabitants of Santa Monica, the Tongva Indians. So right there, we'll set up a nice picnic where they'll get to eat a famous sandwich called the Godmother. Ooh, what's in that? It's five layers of deli meat from the pig. (laughs) So it would be ham salami, prosciutto, and the two fancy ones are mortadella and capicola. Oh, sounds great. So it's like kind of a real Italian, you know, sub or hero. Exactly. And the, of course, the bread, it's all about the bread too. So they always comment about how delicious their their house-made bread is and just the different 
layers of that meat with the lettuce, tomatoes, mayo, and mustard, I've been able to impress hardcore Italian deli lovers from New York. Mm, amazing. Wow. Okay. Okay. That's that's a, a gauntlet I will have to, you know, experience because I'm a real, uh, you know, ardent uh, Italian deli person. Uh -oh. So I would love to taste that. Yeah. No, yes. Taste you got to try it. All right, Sally, what about dessert in Santa Monica? What are we doing for that? So I always tell guests, get ready to be chocolate wasted. And they're like, <laughs> what does that mean? And so when they go to this little boutique chocolate shop, they think they're getting one thing and then it just keeps coming, piling up with more tastings there. So we go to this chocolate shop where they welcome our guests with the chocolate covered strawberry. Then there's an iced chocolate beverage where they actually melt their own chocolate to create this amazing chocolate drink. So people are always wowed about that. And then later on, they tell our guests, continue walking down here and so they'll continue walking down and they have to pick a truffle such a hard decision right so yeah like, right oh my gosh problems right <laughs> problems so they say <laughs> pick a chocolate piece of your choice and there's like at least 50 different types of chocolates so then they'll pick one and then they head over for their vanilla ice cream sundae <laughs> Ooh, oh my gosh i i love that there's like kind of like a multi-course chocolate <laughs> dessert meal. I'm totally on board with that. Yes, right? Totally. <laughs> you know, Sally, I could listen to you describe this food all day, but we need to wrap up soon. So but before we do, what's one thing you want to tell someone who's never been on a food tour before, but they really ought to know? Oh, wow. So a food tour, I always tell people it is kind of an all-in-one package. You know, you get the amazing historic sightseeing, you get your steps in, so you get your exercise, <laughs> and all the food is included. So you know that you'll get incredible food, and you'll get the experience of exploring everything on foot. So I always tell people it's the best package. Well, Sally, this has really been great. Thank you so much for joining us on California Now. Oh, Satirius, thank you for having us. This was a blast. Sally Tiango runs Six Taste Food Tours online at SixTaste.com and on Instagram at SixTaste. As always, we'll have links to all the places we talked about on today's episode and a lot more on our website, visitcalifornia.com slash podcast. This is California Now. My next guest is a San Diego native who has traveled the world extensively, but no matter where she goes, she can't quite overcome her obsession with her hometown. Considering the perfect weather, the amazing beaches, and the underrated culinary scene, we see her point. Bianca Beal is the owner of So Diego Tours, and she brings an unbridled passion for this community to every tour group she leads. Welcome to California Now, Bianca. Hi, thank you so much for having me. It's such an honor to be here today. Oh, uh, well, thank you. Well, so, you know, start, start us off with an overview of So Diego Tours. Uh, what tours do you offer and what's the theme that ties them all together? Yeah, so we do food walking tours mainly in the downtown area and old town area of San Diego. We have three products. Uh, Brothels, Bites and Booze takes place in the Gaslam Quarter. And some people might get confused by the name. No, we do not take you to working brothels. It's just <laughs> the historic and kind of a just a fun name, a play on the tour. We do a Vino Vino Little Italy wine and food tour. 
Um, and then we have the Tequila Tacos and Tombstones tour in Old Town, um, which is pretty self-explanatory, the Tequila Tacos. <laughs> and the Tombstones part is uh, kind of the historic element of that tour. And you know, we're going to definitely drill down on the Old Town tour. But before we do that, I'd love to get kind of a quick snapshot of some of those tours you just mentioned. Like what, what's the elevator pitch for your Gas Lamp District tour? Well, the Gas Lamp Quarter is a historic heart of San Diego, and there are over 150 bars and restaurants in the area. It's kind of the core entertainment district of San Diego. So the Brothels, Bites, and Booze will take you to four different restaurants for food and drink samples, and we talk about the history of the area, and you're getting a glimpse at the local businesses when you go into some of the restaurants there and um, breweries are really big in San Diego. So we visit one of Hmm. the breweries in the downtown area. So that's a fun introduction to the downtown San Diego area. I'd like to ask you about your, your little Italy tour. I mean, that has really become quite the culinary hotspot these days. Oh my goodness. Yes. Little Italy. People think of little Italy as, Oh, we're going to get a bunch of Italian food. And while there are, a good amount of Italian restaurants in Little Italy. There have been a lot of really unique uh, venues opening up from Ironside Oyster House that is more seafood focused, but they have an incredible interior and amazing oyster deals um, to Urban Wood, which is uh, Brian Malarkey uh, chef restaurant um, same with Juniper and Ivy is another chef restaurant. Little Italy is a fun place, definitely to visit if you are in San Diego. Oh, that's great. So take me on your Old Town San Diego tour now to start. Tell me a little bit about Old Town generally. Like, like where is it? So Old Town has a, like, a warm place in my heart. Um, it is centrally located on um, bright, nestled in between the I-5 and the I-8 freeway. So it's 10 minutes from downtown San Diego, 15 minutes from the beach. So there's a lot of attractions and tourist areas in the, in that vicinity. Um, It's minutes away from SeaWorld, minutes away from the zoo. And what I love about it is that it is the birthplace of California. So San Diego has made a replica of what, you would experience in San Diego between the years of 1820 and 1870. And it recreates that essence of the Mexican and American heritage coming together um, in the very beginning stages of California. Okay, let's talk about the actual tour that you give in Old Town. What is the theme of it? And, you know, like what kind of places do you go? It's like the name, Tequila Tacos and Tombstones. We do like to introduce different tacos to people. Uh, tacos are very popular here in San Diego. <laughs> One of the stops that we go to, it's called Cafe Coyote. They have ladies in the front making tortillas, so you can watch them hand make tortillas right in front of you while you wait for your seat. You can actually also buy the tortillas from them. Uh, which a lot of people do and they take them home because they're so fresh and they're so delicious. But at this particular restaurant, they serve uh, the carnitas taco, which is a slow braised 
pork and it is very juicy, very tender, very flavorful. And that is served in one of their fresh flour tortillas with fresh guacamole and fresh salsa. And then we have one of their house margaritas uh, to pair with it. That's where we begin the tour. <laughs> That's a pretty good way to start. Do you have any other personal favorites that you uh, you know definitely recommend to people on the tour they, that, they, that they need to try? I love Mexican breakfast. And I don't think too many people who aren't from Southern California really get to experience it the way that we do. And my favorite Mexican breakfast items are chilaquiles, which is essentially... Um, fried corn tortillas, and then they're just smothered in either a green salsa or a red salsa. And then they put cotija cheese on top of it and they drizzle it with sour cream and um, usually put eggs on top of it and it's served with beans. Um, That's one of my favorite dishes. And then um, machaca is one of my other favorite Mexican breakfast dishes, which is a It's like a dried, um, shredded beef. You know, everyone does it kind of differently, but they will um, cook it with some bell peppers and and onion and tomato and then throw in some eggs in there. So it's scrambled in these eggs and then it's served with fresh tortillas as well. So that's a really good Mexican breakfast. So I when I come when I go to Old Town on my own or with my family, we're usually there first thing in the morning, eating breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. All right. So so what's the second stop on the tour? It's called Fred's Cafe. And we have a carne asada taco there. And this is a unique carne asada taco. Carne asada is known is a skirt steak marinated in, sometimes they marinate it in beer, um, lime, orange juices, cilantro, so it's a really tangy and tender meat, and it's always grilled on an open fire. At Fred's, they do a pastilla chili crema with cream, I guess, sour cream, um, mm-hmm. and they smother the the meat with that, um, which is really good, and I've never had it that version anywhere else. And then they also wrap it in one of their freshly made flour tortillas which is also not traditional, but it's kind of their their little spin on the carne asada taco. Okay, so what's the next stop? So one of the newer restaurants in Old Town is Tahona, and they are known for the mezcal. They have over 120 varietals of mezcal, and mezcal is also an agave spirit. Um, we'd say tequila is actually a form of mezcal, but tequila is made out of blue agave specifically. Um, mezcal can be made of different varietals of agave, and they say it's the true spirit of Mexico. Um, it's known for its smoky flavor, and Tahona really celebrate the spirit of mezcal, and they have over 120 varietals and incredible craft cocktails made with mezcal. And um, so they have a little tasting room that you can actually sit there and talk to um, a bartender about mezcal and they'll they'll give you the whole spiel on our tour we taste the cauliflower and mole taco which is a vegan taco 
made with mole, which is slightly sweet, but it has over 40 different ingredients, including chilies and spices. So it gives it more of a deeper, rich, savory flavor to the cauliflower. So how how big is the tour group? Like, um, uh, who, who takes your tours? So we will take out a group of four to 15 people. There's a handful of locals that come, a handful of people come driving down from LA that come visit our tours, um, all age ranges. A lot of women tend to take our tours, but what I love about food tours is that everyone's coming in open-minded. They're willing to meet new people. They're willing to chat and have a good time. And with the name Tequila, Tacos, and Tombstones, it gives more of a, a free-spirited, fun vibe to everyone. And our tour groups are quite awesome. I love chatting with the people that come on our tours because they're always fun and ready to have a good time. Mm. <laughs> it seems like your tour might be a really good kind of first outing uh, when I get into town, just kind of to get a get to know a few places that maybe I want to revisit on my own later on during my visit. Yeah. And since you have a guide, I mean, the guide is a wealth of knowledge, not in, you know, just the tour content, but also all of San Diego. So it's a great way to get to know a local who can give you suggestions on how to spend the rest of your time in our city. So before we wrap up, what's one more thing you always kind of, you know, get a kick out of sharing with people on the tour uh, that folks always walk away saying they're amazed by or, or just can't wait to go back? San Diego has so many different little neighborhoods that you can find something for everyone. I mean, you have the downtown, the hustle and bustle, fun, fun vibes. You have the historic old town area. You have the attractions and then you have La Jolla. It's kind of a, an upper scale area. You have almost 80 miles of beaches. We have incredible golf courses, spas. I mean, there's just so much to explore and it's, it's hard to just explore it in one weekend. You know, Bianca, this has really been great. Thank you so much for joining us on California Now. Thank you so much for having me. It was so much fun. Bianca Beal runs So Diego Tours online at SoDiegoTours.com. As always, we'll have links to all the places we talked about on today's episode and lots more on our website, VisitCalifornia.com slash podcast. This is California Now. Thank you for listening to California Now. We hope you enjoyed this episode and get a chance to hit the road soon. This podcast is produced by Visit California. I'm your host, Satirius Johnson. You can find our show on Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. Please subscribe. And please check out our website. It's visitcalifornia.com. <laughs>